Hey, welcome to Widow Too Soon. This is your host, Mark Massaro. I'm here with my friend and co-host, Michelle Bader Ebersole. Ebersole. What's up, Michelle? <laughs> hey. I'm just rubbing it in that I'm professional at saying that. I know. I Ebersole. Know. It still shows up in the transcript sometimes as Ebersole with a V. But you know. Ebersole. Ever, Ebersole. Anyways, how are you? I am doing well. I am very tired. Um, been oh. working a lot, but um, wait, we did this backwards. What's been up with you? Uh, well, I ask you, but wait, okay. do you have to work on the week of Thanksgiving? I told Joel, nobody works on the week of Thanksgiving. He's like, everybody does. I'm like, I never have. Oh, I'm a teacher. Okay. Yeah. No. So. Yeah. You had that teacher schedule. Right. Um, so but my my scheduled day. day off is Wednesday, and we were closed mm. Thursday, so I was off. Um, unfortunately, I had gotten really sick, oh, and no. so I had to cancel because you know rolling up with a hundred and two fever to Thanksgiving oh. is super cool. I'm sorry, that's awful. That's okay. Um, pretty sure it was from the guy that coughed on the back of my head at church <laughs> the previous week. That'll do it. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Like I felt like the air like oh, blow on that. the back oh. of my head. I'm like, ugh. ugh. Like, but so I, you disgusting. know, I wanted to be polite, so I just pretended like it didn't happen. But like, oh. I really wanted to like spray the back of my head with Lysol. Uh huh. Um, Could have come from but, there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's possible. And I didn't even think about that until a couple hours ago, actually, which is funny. So yes, I had to cancel, and so I laid in bed all day on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did it, Did you it, have grief also? Right. No. It's not my first rodeo. I've well, spent yeah, several holidays alone now. Um, so no, it was it was not that big. Honestly, I was just so sick. I didn't care uh, about anything yeah. but laying in bed, you know, um, yeah. which it's probably one of the things that causes me grief when I'm sick, if anything, is that I'm like, I still have to be dad, you know, yeah, that's my true. son's like, can I have a sandwich? I'm like, sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll go get you a sandwich, you know. Um, but uh, anyways, it was it was cool. But no, I've been uh, just working a lot and doing a lot of fixing cars and getting greasy and grimy. And um, it's just such a different way of life. But it's been very rewarding. Yeah. Oh, good. It, it feels so nice to like be making money again and yeah. um, be working and feel like I have some purpose, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, real estate. I, I, I feel like whenever I'm doing real estate, like I'm just uh, chasing my tail. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. And, um, you know, I got into it at a bad time. Uh, mm -hmm. Interest rates are high and prices are high. Yeah. So not a lot of people That's wanting hard. to buy. Also, not a lot of mm -hmm. people, um, you know, having a lot of luck selling. Yeah. I mean, there's still, it's still, there's still market and everything like that, but, um, you know, it's just, it's tough for a new agent in an area oh, where sure. he doesn't know anybody. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like, you know, people are just falling out of the woodworks like it was a couple of years ago. Um, mm -hmm. So anyway, so being a mechanic, uh, I've actually really enjoyed it and, um, you know, I've just fixed a lot of cars and it is a really cool feeling when yeah, something comes sure. in broken and it leaves fixed. Yeah. And you, and you did that, you know, that it's kind cool. of a cool feeling. <clears throat> Sorry, I got like a tickle in my throat. So um, anyways, so but that's uh, about what's been up with me. Um, 
uh, Tina's coming for another visit, which is super, Yay. super exciting. Um, I got a gingerbread house kit. Oh, it's got be fun. four little gingerbread houses. And um, so we're, you know, for Luke and Alexis and then for Tina and I, we're all going to make our own little mini ginger house. Oh, um, and she doesn't know this yet. It's not like a surprise or anything, but um, it's okay because it, by the time this airs, she'll okay. I'll already have seen her. So, um, but I want to go to, you know, Target or something and all four of us pick out our own Christmas ornament. Oh, sweet. To put on the tree. So I ha yeah. I've had my tree up for, you know, forever. <laughs> quite a while, but I still October. don't have any ornaments on it. It still just has oh. the lights. Uh -huh. Um, and so we were going to do it. We're going to decorate it with Tina is the point I'm getting at. So That's I so thought fun. it'd be neat to go get some ornaments and, you know, just kind of start a little, I don't know if you call it a tradition or what, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, just be kind of cool. So yeah, there hasn't been, oh, I feel like there was something else, but I've just been working so much. It's so crazy at the end of the day. Like when I try to think back on the cars I worked on. I can picture the car, but I'm like, what did I do on that one? Oh, I don't wow. even remember, you know, <laughs> some of them I remember, but I just did this like really big job and that was pretty overwhelming, but, uh, got it done, got it running. So anyways, uh, I feel like there was something else. Well, we can come back to you if you remember. Yeah, I guess there's not. So what's up with you? Uh, well, first of all, I wanted to update everybody. Um, the good news is that I've had less headaches. Um, so that's, that's really good. Still not sure exactly what's going on, but continuing to um, try to get answers and to not be anxious. So that's a little bit about that. Um, we had Thanksgiving. It was the first one, you know, that Joel and I've had together. Oh, yeah. And well, technically, I mean, two years ago, he was visiting his family, but I came over Thanksgiving night. So we have been together. That was when we first met up for the first time. Um, we had been together on Thanksgiving, but our Thanksgiving, we made the turkey. Well, let's be real. He did most of it. Um, wow, I just sent him job, the Joel. pioneer woman recipe that, um, Deborah, my best friend had told me. So I sent it to him and he figured it all out. And I like, I slept in the day. I woke up at like eight 30. I was like, oh, we need to put in the turkey. He's like, I put it in at six 30. I'm like, Oh, good job. That's no awesome. Idea. He's, <laughs> he's so just great. such a rock star. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. And then he like, we cleaned and he mopped and we cooked all these things. He taught me how to make cauliflower mashed potatoes and they're really nice. good. Instapot put them in there and for like 10 minutes. And then we put it in the food processor with butter and milk and salt. And it's amazing. That's Except awesome. For nobody so really ate so it. So no potatoes, right? <laughs> no. So it's not Just really cauliflower, potatoes. right? Yeah. It, it looks like mashed potatoes, but I don't think anyone ate it but me and him, but that's okay. We have lots of leftovers. Everyone else wanted traditional potatoes, <laughs> but it was so good. Do you so put good. gravy? Do you put gravy on the Well, I'm not a gravy potatoes? person, so I oh yeah you're so weird yeah it, that's you know so that's weird. like a condiment i, I put gravy it. on everything except the Ooh. cranberries oh good on the cranberries <laughs> so that was cool hosting it like my brothers and their family and my parents like everybody came over um 
It was really fun. We did something new that one day Joel and I were on a walk and we made it up. We're like, let's do Thanksgiving Olympics. So we kind of made it, we just games. We made it up. So there was a pumpkin seed spinning contest. Nice. And uh, he was in the lead for a little while. So everybody thought he had been practicing. I'm like, I haven't seen him practice, but he didn't win. And then pumpkin rolling, because with these pumpkins that I bought for Halloween, we never carved or did anything with. So we would go, we went outside to the sidewalk and see who could roll it the furthest. Um, without it going out of the lines, kind of like bowling. And like Joel, nice. we thought he had it with like 600 feet. And then my brother Abe came and it was like over a thousand. And he won. It was so fun. No way. That's cool. We're like we're going to practice for next year. So that was kind of random. We just made that up one day and everyone seemed to love it. Um, very fun day. I really, That's really cool. enjoyed it. And, you know, it was super sweet. I wish I had the words recorded. So we always go around and say what we're thankful for. And Haley said how thankful she is. For, she's like, I'm so thankful for Joel. You've added so much to our family. Like me and him, we're trying to hold back tears. You've added so much to my, our family. You have made my mom so happy. I like everything you've added to the fa our family, except for the healthy food. <laughs> and, and it was just like a beautiful moment. So I know that was like really, really touching um, to Joel. Yeah, so, and that's me. amazing. So that was cool. Yeah. And then let's see what else. Um, we got our tree yesterday, so it was not before, um, Halloween or Thanksgiving, <laughs> but we got it day after Thanksgiving. We always cut it down. Like that's been our tradition with Luke, like since the kids were little. Um, and it was different, you know, having Joel there, my parents went too. it was fun, but we could not decide on a tree forever. Like it was getting like way too long. We finally chose one and the boys cut it down. So it was always Luke's thing. And then I think the last couple of years, Luke had taught Hayden and now Hayden has taught Peyton. Oh, and so I'd already cool. talked to Joel about like, I know you could totally cut it down really well, but you know, this is their thing. Yeah. Their yeah. Dad. And so he just steps back and lets them do it. And um, and then decorating it was a little bit harder. The boys didn't really want to be a part of it. Um, Haley did, but that was a big thing with Luke. Um, decorating, um, Luke proposed to me while decorating our first tree, like when it was like at oh, his wow. place. Yeah. So there's an ornament that he had put the ring on and he got down on one knee. Like he's like, um, he had set the ornaments up and he's like, oh, let's get those ornaments. They're little snowmen with his name on it and my name on it. And I go to get the ornament and there's a ring hanging off of it. <laughs> and then he oh, got wow. down on one knee and proposed to me. That was December 1st. Um, so every time I decorate the tree, you know, it used to be this great thing. I would tell the kids with Luke there oh, and tell them the story. I still put the ornaments up this year. Yeah. Um, I put up all of our same ones. I only took out a few. So my mom makes these like beautiful picture ornaments. And the, all the ones, just kind of like in my house, the ones that are with the family and Luke, I left up. But there were like three, and there was like a kissing one with me and Luke. And I just felt like because I'm married again, I didn't want it up there. Mm. And so I didn't put those up. Um, but I did have a little bit of grief. Um, you know, and then Joel's like talking about the star. I'm like, no, 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 no. We have a tradition with the star. He's like, okay, okay, whatever you guys do. And it was always Luke's thing. And then since Luke died, we've been taking turns. So we had the first year Hayden did it, then Haley, then Peyton, and we figured it out. It's our fourth round of holidays, which means the same thing for you. I cannot believe that. So fourth turn, so we were back to Hayden, and he did put up the star. Um, but yeah, decorating the tree was a little bit, um, a little bit difficult, just with a little bit of grief, you know. And Joel had some grief too, just missing his family. Mm, yeah. um, so it was difficult, but still good. Um, and then of course I've been watching lots of Hallmark movies. Those are the best, like constantly I've gotten Joel to watch like one, but like today I just went, watched, um, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
I was just gonna say he went shooting with my brothers. They invited him to go to this land and go shoot and shoot nice. shotguns or something. And I was like, I'm staying home and watching a Hallmark movie. So that's what I did this morning. So that's cool. Say? I was just gonna say for the first time in my life, I just watched It's a Wonderful Life. First time in your life. First That's time. Such a good movie. It's such a good movie. Yeah, right? I was like, you know what? I'm gonna check it out and just. And I immediately was like, hey, this is good. Right. It's um, a good and then one. I, watch I watched it, it in like chunks. Mm -hmm. It's um, long. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It wasn't that it was long. It's just I kept getting. I was like watching it at night, and I just kept getting sleepy. And I started oh. watching it when I was sick. Okay. And so I was like getting like drowsy. You know how it is when you're mm -hmm. sick. Your eyes are all mm -hmm. watery and. Um, so, but yeah, that's a great movie. So next I got to watch Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, of that's, course. that's the other one I haven't seen mm -hmm. that's supposed to be like a classic or whatever. So I did remember one thing I wanted to say yeah. that um, I don't think I mentioned. Did I mention Alexis pieing me in the face? No, I'd love to hear that story. Okay. So <laughs> um, Alexis, something happened at school where there was a misunderstanding with her teacher. Um, and they were like, she was trying to yell something to ask a question, but all the kids were being super loud. So Alexis yelled really loud to try to get the teacher's attention. She ended up getting in trouble for it. Aww. And the result of it was that she was like one of the only kids that didn't get to shove a pie into her teacher's face. Aww. And she was really upset about it because, it, you know, yeah. she's a really good kid and mm -hmm. she would not be like acting out or doing anything. So mm. she felt like it was really unfair. And I felt like it was unfair too. Um, yeah. Because uh, I did hear the whole story and I'm like, that's, that was a bad decision on your team. But you know, teachers are people. Sometimes they make bad decisions, you yeah. know? Um, but I was like, that that's an extreme, like she yeah. could have just told you anyways. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to let you pie me in the face. Such and a nice so, thing to do. and so, uh, when Tina was here, um, we got a couple pie tins and like four or five cans of whipped cream, and we filled up the pie tin with whipped cream. And I put a trash, I put a trash bag on, and I had it like over my hair, so I look all weird. It just like it's like this plastic, like just my face sticking out of the plastic. And so, uh, Alexis comes up to me and we were, we recorded it actually surprised I didn't post it on Facebook, but, um, yeah. <laughs> I'll have to, yeah. but Alexis said, this is me. And I'm pieing this guy. My dad were pieing each other. <clears throat> she wanted me to get her too. So bam, she pied me right in the face. Like I've never been hit in the face with, you know, I mean, it was, it was a whipped cream, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It felt so gross. And then, uh, and then like a couple minutes later, like I got her back and I just smashed a pie in her face. It was awesome. So yeah, it was a good time. We were both messy and gross. It was really mm -hmm. cool. That is so fun. yeah, I forgot oh. to share that. It was fun. Tina was cracking day. up laughing. She was going to pie me too. I told her she could. I'm like, if I'm already covered in pie, you know, go ahead. I keep saying yeah. pie, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 Funny. So, um, anyways, yeah. I had say? one one more thing I wanted to share, and then we can get into oh, yeah. our actual episode. Um, so this is really exciting. I, um, as some of the listeners might know, I'm trying to. I I wrote a a book proposal about three years ago. Like after Luke died, I went through this whole thing with Proverbs 31 Ministries. Uh, I had to be chosen to be in these classes, and I wrote so basically three sample chapters and 30 other chapters, like the outline of 30 chapters. It's called Widow Goals, Finding Peace When You Lose Your Spouse. 
I actually originally titled it Finding Peace in God When You Lose Your Soulmate. But I've since, since uh, the first guy we had on here as Dwayne. a- Was it Dwayne? Since Dwayne, who talked about soulmate, didn't like that term. And I thought about it more. I'm like, I don't either, especially now that I'm remarried. I don't feel like there's one soulmate, you know? So I changed it to be spouse. Anyways, long story short, I submitted it to this place like a couple months ago. I'm like, I really want to write again. And I submitted it to this place called Writer's Edge. And what they do is basically they they vet the books for the um, like Harvest House, like all the big Christian um, publishers, Zondervan, all of the big ones. And they have a publisher or an editor read your whole thing and decide whether it can be on this website. Like if they think it's good, they put it on the website <coughs> and they send it out. And anyways, I was all fully prepared that they were going to say no. And they were, I got the email today um, that they, uh, they chose it to be on their website and they will be emailing it out to all those big publishers. That's so amazing. Super. Thank you. I'm so excited. Congratulations. That's Thank super you. cool. That's huge. I mean, it doesn't mean I'm going to get picked up by them, but I have a much better chance because none of them take what's called unsolicited manuscripts if you don't have um, an agent, which I didn't want to go through the agent because the agent has to take a big percentage of it. I just didn't want to do that. And so they actually look at your books if they're on Writer's Edge because they trust Writer's Edge that these are going to be good That's quality cool. manuscripts. So anyways, I wanted to share that. I will keep everybody updated. They also put information about the podcast. So about the author, it talks about our podcast. Um, the editor said she likes that I have like lots of people that would be interested in the book. And um, the Facebook, I put a link to the Facebook page to show we have all these people. Nice. So, yeah. So they, That's that awesome. Is, that is a part that they consider. Do you have a platform? Do you have a place where you could share it? Yeah, and yeah. So it, it shows them that. So anyways, exciting. And I'll that's keep you guys awesome. updated about that. So that's super anyways, cool. Yes. So uh, that's awesome. So today we are going to do an episode actually um, in response to an email. Mm -hmm. So uh, Michelle's going to take it away and read that email. And then we're going to kind of talk about it let's give them you know something what? to talk about <laughs> oh i lost my voice the same with this. songs over and over <sighs> don't strain yourself i can't yourself. do it i can't no the the listeners need it they need they, your they songs. need my they need my horse voice so you know i could probably sing different songs now that i could yes, normally that's, i could okay, probably do note. some good heavy metal right now anyway go ahead no, I don't what have any. Songs. I meant to tell you because we went to this restaurant in New York called Bubba Gumps, and it's like yeah. a whole Forrest Gump thing. Did you know those? Yeah. Like, you oh, ever okay. been to one? No, I never. And then they have one. the sign: if you need the waiter, you can hit yeah, stop. Yeah, we thought that stop. was so cool. Yeah. But anyways, it made me think of all your like quotes and like, yeah. And then Haley's like, "What's Forrest Gump?" And she was no. <laughs> I've never let her watch it because I thought I was okay. like, no, it's, yeah. it's rated. It's... Well, I would. I thought I was like, I think it's rated R. And then she looked it up. She's like, it's PG thirteen. I'm like, well, since you're seventeen, I guess we could watch it now. Yeah, at seventeen, she could watch it. <laughs> so she wants oh to watch my it. Gosh. She's like, I'm sure this restaurant would mean a lot more if I'd seen the movie. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, a lot more. <laughs> but anyways, that's a side note. But it was a cool restaurant. Do they have from them that other day places? on? If I ever went anywhere. I was, I was running. running. Yes, they have them all over the place. They're a chain. Oh, okay. Bubble Gump. That's what yeah. they got. Bubble Gump shrimp. Yeah. It was amazing. I mean, I went in there. I was like, do you guys have anything besides seafood? Because I don't like seafood. And they're like, yes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I think I got some kind of pasta or some macaroni and cheese. That's what I got. Nice. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, it was really good. I think oh, that's awesome. seafood. Anyways, okay, I'm going to read an email and I'm going to keep it anonymous um, from a listener. So how do I keep going in the pain of loneliness? I haven't found where to fit anymore. Where I did fit, he's gone. Our family has no time for me and only one is near that has no time. Some are choosing to not talk to me. These are our adult kids. They were around love and care, not this abandonment. I feel like this is happening. The loss of their father and my husband has taken away so much. I hate living alone. I always find a way to get away out, out of this empty house. I'm tired and weary. Sleep is not visiting me too much. It's the pain that's always there. Everyone needs love and care. First of all, um, listener, if you're listening, I'm so sorry for your pain and I'm so sorry for your loss and that you're feeling all of these things. So we thought this would be something that's affected a lot of people and a good, a good thing to talk about. So what do you want to say? Like, let's, let's try to remember, like back in the beginning, we were lonely. And I remember that very sentence, like, where do I fit in? Like, I don't mm. fit in with my friends anymore because they all have their husbands. I don't fit in with other single people. Like, I'm widowed. I didn't know a lot of widows at the time. I don't feel like I fit in anywhere. Um, did you have those thoughts? And Yeah, definitely. Um, gosh, and the word that comes to mind is, like, overwhelming. Mm. It was it it, yeah. it made it even more weird that you just yeah. didn't feel like you fit in anywhere. And it, it, there was just this feeling that people were hanging out with you out of sympathy. Mm -hmm. um, even though, you know, I know that wasn't true. I know people wanted to hang out with me, but, you know, I've said stuff like this before, but like when I would go hang out with friends and I'd see a husband like go wrap his arms around his wife and right. give her a kiss and say, Oh, thanks. Or whatever, you know, um, those things were hard, but yeah, it's, it's very lonely. And it just, I remember it was just such a weird feeling like life just felt so weird. And like, mm -hmm. there was constantly this feeling of, is this really my life? Like what happened? Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I don't know. How about you? Like, what were your, uh, yeah, I just, one of my biggest memories at the beginning, I've shared it, but probably a lot of people don't remember, um, was being at, a, we used to do these monthly girls nights and trying to, I think they're trying to cheer me up and everything. And, um, them talking about, oh, let's tell engagement stories. And I just couldn't handle it. I mean, it had been a couple of weeks. Like now mm. it'd be totally fine. Sure. I'll tell you how Luke and I got engaged. It wouldn't matter. And I did end up talking to the person who brought it up and she said, I just thought it would be good, you know, to talk about him. And I'm like, yeah, eventually, but it's too painful. And I just remember feeling like I don't fit with these people. They were my best friends at the time. And just like, I don't fit in like they are married i am not married anymore i go home alone i don't have anybody mm -hmm. there and it was even hard to hear people talk about their husbands like you know i remember sitting in church seeing this couple like together and then just crying and just there were so many places i didn't feel like i fit in at church anymore like mm -hmm. i'm just a single mom now like but i didn't feel like i fit in with regular regular single moms who were mostly divorced because it's a totally different story um, I knew a few widows at the time, but not like a group together. Like now I know lots that get together. Um, so I felt just kind of alone. And I think it's a, 
a matter of like figuring out who you are again in order to feel like you do have a place to fit. Yes, because you don't fit in in the same way anymore. And that's what's so hard is it's such an abrupt change. And Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, my in-laws have been great at um, still caring for me and still wanting a relationship with me and all of that. But everything, going to family events felt so different. Um, Like everything, everything was so different. And you do feel kind of isolated and, you know, and, and for me also as a dad, um, right. I didn't feel like I fit in a lot of places because like, you know, parents that took their kids to the park were, but I, I even struggled with this as a stay at home dad, um, before Lacey even got cancer. Um, it's like weird to be a dad at the park, mm-hmm. you know, um, oh, not I'm weird sure. as in like, you know what I mean? It's but like, not the average. there's no, there's no dad kid groups you know or whatever Mm -hmm. or when i would when i would try to go to i was just talking about this when i would like see like oh there's like a men's bible study that's cool oh no child care provided because most dads yeah Mm -hmm. and um so there's definitely a lot of fitting in just being a dad alone with kids um going to my kids things at school and I'm like the only dad in the room a lot of times or whatever, you know what I mean? That's weird. And there's this, uh, I also have this feeling when I take my kids out to restaurants that like when it, cause it'll usually happen to be on like a weekend. Mm, Yeah. And I just get this feeling like, cause I like to spoil my kids, you know? And so I always get this feeling that people are like, Oh, he's like a weekend dad. You know, like he's just trying to buy their happiness or whatever. But I also project a lot on what I think people must be thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's, you know, there's a lot of times um, ever since being widowed, particularly that I do definitely feel like I don't fit in. And a lot Mm -hmm. of circles, like you're saying um, at church felt weird. Like all of a sudden I'm sitting by myself because, you know, my kids go to, you know, uh, you know, kids church, whatever you yeah. want. I can't think of the word I'm looking for right now, but, um, Sunday school, Sunday school. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I call it something else, but yes. Oh. Um, uh, that's going to drive me nuts now. <laughs> Children's church, children's ministry, oh, children's whatever. Ministry. Okay. Yes. So, um, you know, they go there. So I'd be sitting in church by myself or whatever, but the, those are all things I'm reflecting back to at the beginning, because you're right. What happens is you learn your new identity, you become used to your new identity. It takes time, you don't see it or feel it coming. You just all of a sudden realize like, oh, like I'm used to this now. And Mm -hmm. so I think it it comes with time. But at first, it was like, horrible. You just always Mm -hmm. feel left out in everything you do and um, not left out, uh, singled out, I guess would be kind of a way to you feel like no matter where you go, people are looking at you with those like empathetic eyes. If they do know, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, Oh, this poor person, like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. So anyways, yeah. I think it becomes, it is over time. It gets easier. And I think it's because you just, yeah, you find your new normal. You don't care as much anymore. And it's. No, yeah. clarify that you don't care as much anymore. Um, Okay, I guess in my experience, I 
it didn't matter as much. I guess I got used to it. Like, whatever. I'm the only one who's widowed. Okay. Like, not a yeah. big deal. Like, right. Yeah. I just kind of got used to it and I didn't care what people mm -hmm. thought as much or I didn't care personally if I was different. I guess that's it. Like, I just mm. kind of got to that place. Um, and then, like, I think just over time, yeah, it didn't matter anymore. Like, people either already knew or they didn't know and I didn't care. Um, it's always always like a thing for me. And we've talked about this before. Like I wanted people to know I'm widowed, not divorced, not, you know, that's a whole other thing, but that personally, that was my thing mm -hmm. that I really wanted to make sure that people knew. Um, and then there's, you know, this place for me now where now I am, I have been widowed, but I am not currently a widow. Um, we had somebody send me a message who really <clears throat> wanted to make that clear. I'm not sure why it was so important. This person, I don't even know if it was a man or a woman because it's on Instagram with like a name that doesn't make sense. So this person just reached out and when I had posted what it's like to be married to a widow, she's like, you're not a widow. And I'm like, well, my hope is to still inspire people um, that they can find love again. She's like, well, you can, she or here, he is like, you can still be inspiring um, by telling the truth, but it's really semantics of, am I a widow? I have been widowed, but anyways, all that to say, like, I'm in a different place now. Um, and there might be some remarried widows who do listen to this or people who are about to, or they're just curious on the subject. It is also a different, like, where do I fit in now? Like I'm married, but like when Joel and I meet people, they automatically assume we've been married like 20 years. And mm. then like something will come up. It's usually like talking about kids and he'll say her son or, you know, something. And they're like, oh, right. how long have you guys been married? I'm like eight months. <laughs> and so that's kind of a weird place too. Is like I'm married, but I'm still a widow. I mean, I'm widowed. Anyways, that's just. So I have, I have an opinion on that. And okay, I'm, I'm not going to lie. That message kind of bothered me. Um mm -hmm. Because first of all, and I'm sorry if you're a listener um, and you sent this email, but I think that was like unnecessary, first of all, to send that message. But my stance on it is we're not filling out applications here. Right. So it's not like someone's asking you to check a box whether you're married or whether you're widowed. Right. I think that you will forever be Luke's widow. Right. And I will forever be Lacey's widow. Why? Right. Or widow, widower. You know what I mean? Right. Because we fulfilled our covenant. Mm -hmm. We completed our marriage. Our marriage ended in death. I will always be widowed to Lacey. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm going to, like, put, like I said, put that on affidavits or something that I'm now widowed. So it's not like it's an honesty contest. It's not like you're misleading people. Right. Um, but I just found that so wrong because I don't think of it as a title personally. Mm -hmm. And now if we're talking about it as a title, that's the aforementioned situation that you would apply it on like an application or something. Right. Like if that. it said, are you widowed? That's or a title married. Now I was yes. married. Yeah. But it's an experience. It is yeah. something that we've lived through. Mm -hmm. And so to diminish it and try to act like you didn't live through that hell, 
um, to try to strip you of something that like you're as if you're trying to use it for your gain or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that there's nothing that is not authentic about you referring to yourself as a widow, because mm-hmm. even if and when I get remarried, um, mm-hmm. I'm still going to be a widower. I just, right. I, yeah. yes, of course, I will check that box married when that day comes, mm-hmm. but it's in, it's something that it's a life experience being widowed yeah. is a life experience. And I, I think that carries with you for the rest of your life. I don't think that because you got remarried, you no longer went through that, you right. know? Um, so anyways, that's my stance on it. I've, I've said that on here before. I don't think of it as like, once you're remarried, you're not widowed anymore. Cause mm-hmm. it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like saying that you weren't divorced if you got remarried. Right. Exactly. I'm sorry, but if you got divorced and got remarried, you still got divorced before, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, you wouldn't go around and put on a form that you're divorced, but if you lead a support group about being divorced, you could still very much be part of that support group, even if you got remarried. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, that's my, yeah. On one of on my <clears throat> Instagrams, I even have the title as remarried widow. That's what I am. I'm a remarried widow. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and I put in one of mine, it says Luke's widow, Joel's wife. That's what it's like. Yeah. Luke's widow, I'm Joel's wife. So, and it's also one of those things that, um, I just feel like, why? Like, why send that message? I don't get it. I I can't Mm -hmm. imagine, like, if, if somebody offended me, I can't imagine, like, reaching out to them personally, like a stranger. Right. And letting them know that I don't like, no, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like a harsh email. It wasn't, wasn't, or I mean, a message. It wasn't like mean, but I just didn't understand the point of it. It's like, okay, so you disagree. So keep scrolling, you know? I know. And I almost threw it back. Like, why does this matter to you? And I was like, doesn't, I'm I'm dropping it. Like, it's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I kind of got off topic, but it's kind of, I don't know. So where do you feel like now that you're like, you're not married again, but you're not brand new in this. Like, where do you feel like, do you still feel like, where do I fit in or how is it for you now? Hmm. I still remember every single day that I'm not married. Um, right. But I was also, I was very proud of being married. I was proud to Mm -hmm. wear that ring on my finger. And, um, so I, I miss that. I miss being a married man. I miss being a family man and all those things, you know? Um, and that there, that is something I remember every day, but yeah, I'm very much used to it. I mean, um, it's crazy to think that like, I have almost raised Luke more than Lacey had. Wow. You know, it's, it's getting in, especially with being a stay at home dad. Um, Mm -hmm. and then it, especially, uh, definitely I have with her being sick and paralyzed and all that, that I have taken care of Luke longer than she had, which is sad, but I'm just, I'm just stating that to say that, um, I'm very used to it. Um, and, uh, so it's, it's hard to say because I moved to a new state. I don't fit in everybody around here talks like this and I do not talk like this. I'm like, yo, what's up, bro? Southern California. (laughs) Yeah. I say grocery cart, 
the shopping mm. cart, you know, instead of buggy, instead of buggy. <laughs> yeah. I don't say, yeah, there's all kinds of things that I'm like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, there's just, there's all kinds of things. So it's funny because I, I definitely don't fit in around here. It's obvious. Mm-hmm. People always ask, they're like, where are you from? And that's weird for me. I grew mm-hmm. you know, I yeah. was what, 40, no, 37 years. <clears throat> I lived in Southern California. So for me to more than that, but still anyways, for me to move somewhere where people just by the sound of my voice know that I'm yeah. not from around here mm-hmm. is very strange. And and that makes me feel, um, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about, so, but I'm just trying to, to decipher, do I still feel that way? Um, and I think I do, but a lot of it is because I'm in a whole new environment. And so right. I do kind of feel that way anyways, <clears throat> but no, I would say overall, I am, I'm very used to this outcome mm-hmm. um, because this February will be five years since Lacey oh. first started noticing something wasn't right. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that's, that's crazy to think that yeah. it's almost been five years. And then, so then just a few months after that will be five years since she got diagnosed with cancer. So I'm very used to this life. Yeah. But you, you don't get that way overnight. And so I do really feel for this person that sent the email because it's very over, as you could hear from that email, there's so much, it feels like it's coming at you from all directions. Yeah. And and changes. Yes. And this is just my story though, that I'm sharing with the in-laws and things like that. Excuse me. A lot of people don't have that. A lot of people are cut off from the family. I've heard that. That is so crazy. It is, but they, they are made to feel like they're not like, Hey, till death do us part. Well, now we're going to part. And, um, I don't, uh, understand that. And I'm thankful that my in-laws aren't that way, but I, I always have to remember as you and I, you know, we have to remember as we do this podcast that, there's so many times that we have to remember that people's stories are different than ours. Yeah. Not everyone's cancer. Not everyone still has in-laws. Um, you know, there's times, well, something that I struggle with is, um, if I'm like, I'm trying to find babysitters for my kids, right? Mm -hmm. There's an automatic, like, I think there's an automatic, like, Whoa, like you're going to go babysit for some man. Oh, you know what I mean? And well, true. Cause it's kind of like if they got their 17 year old daughter, 18 year old daughter, those are like the kids that babysit, right? Yes. I was just thinking about it. Not even like, not even a single guy though. Like when Haley goes and babysit, I'm like, I want to know where you're at. Like, and I don't like the dad taking her home. Right. Yeah. I see where you're going with us. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I didn't, did I say single? No. Oh, okay. I was like, I didn't mean to say, like, I sometimes refer to myself as single parent, but you know what I mean? I just wanted to make sure no, I didn't misspeak I meant, or something. No, single parent. <clears throat> like, I, so I'm saying like, even as a mom of a 17 year old who babysits for a couple or one time it was the guy, I didn't uh, know if there was a wife. I was feeling like that. Like, uh, I just want right. to, I'm more cautious. Sure. As so you I should be, yeah. you know? 
Um, and I get it, but it's weird, like knowing that you're like an honest, trustworthy, right. loving person and you would never hurt anybody or anything, right. but just knowing that that's the automatic, mm -hmm. um, potential view of you. And so it's, uh, it's, it's just weird that all of us, we all have different situations, but we all have been thrown into this new, weird life and it's dark sometimes and it's hard and gosh, especially in the beginning. It's yeah. like, like, but like that email, like, it just feels like it's coming in from all directions and everything's different. Everything changes. And so, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, but, um, I feel like I went on for a while there. No, 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 that's <laughs> good. I want to give her some hope too. And some, yeah. um, one thing that I would suggest is find your people. So I know we both join a lot of Facebook communities and met other people. And I feel like that were widowed and you like, I remember reading some of those and be like, finally, somebody gets it. Like some of the posts, mm. like, oh my gosh, that sounds just like me, you know, and then connecting with other people who get it, even if they're not local, local is the best. If you can find a local widows group, I highly recommend it. Um, but just to start with getting online and look, looking, I highly suggest Christian um, widows groups are the best because you're going to get all kinds of crazy things in the other ones. Mm -hmm. um, but finding other like-minded people who have hope of eternity, eternal perspective, all of that, they're not going to get you into weird, like contacting the dead, all that stuff. But like mm -hmm. people who are like-minded, who they just get it, you know? And that was like with my retreat here, that was my goal that people would walk away with at least one buddy. And I feel like everybody did. Like, this is my person. I can contact who gets it. You know, our friendship was like very important to both of us. So like somebody gets it. Like that was so mm -hmm. huge. Like, oh my gosh, finally. Like, I just remember like, whoa, I've met someone who gets it. And it was just so amazing. And I want that for everybody. So person who sent us the email and everyone else who's feeling like that come to our widow too soon facebook page make a post like go on our welcome page like find people we try to kick out the scammers once in a while we get the scammers on there who try to you know if we see someone that looks like a doctor or a weightlifter <laughs> no it's a weightlifter who's a doctor <laughs> that's right it's both of those things then um we're gonna kick them off there but no really like find community find the facebook groups too and find other people. That was huge, huge, huge for me. Um, so I want to give you that hope. And then just the hope that it, like we were saying, it won't always feel like this. I mean, it might be the same situation. So let's say like my good friends, same situations, even six months later, it wasn't so hard to mm. be around them and them talk about their husbands. Like I had accepted my reality. I think in the beginning, it's hard to accept your reality. Yeah. And so I think that's part of it. Like the more time that goes on, yeah, you accept your reality and you're okay being in situations where you don't really fit in mm -hmm. and then find new friends. Like I, you know, I connected, well, they're also widows, but I connected with Jess and Stacey <coughs> and we started line dancing, like find some new hobbies that brings you new friends and that you, something different you can go do. Like your life is never going to look the same. I don't know if I talked about this, even if I did, I'm going to say it again. Like what we did at our retreat, how we took it just, it's such a beautiful example. Actually, if I, I'm going to show you the rules of it. Okay. I'm going to explain it. Okay. So <laughs> at our retreat, we had these little flower pots and I said, please paint a picture of what your life looked like before your spouse died. And it was automatic tears, people crying. Like it was very pretty emotional. I drew a picture of like, just like, Luke and the boys were wearing like Oregon duck shirts and me and Haley were wearing dresses and it just said family and love. And it just kind of what 
the, you know, what my life looked like before Luke died. And then we told everyone to, I had just done a talk on brokenness and to go break their flower pots. And that's like their life breaking. And then I gave, I had each leader in the small groups, give them these like mosaic pieces, like glass pieces and say, now you're going to take pieces of your old life and your new life and glue them back together. And then we put grout in it and we made these little, um, kind of like a tile and so it's taking That's pieces so like, cool. yeah, it says Luke up here and family. If you're watching, you can see this. And there was like some pictures and then the little mosaics is the new thing. So the point is these were going to be coasters, but as you can see, they're not flat. So they ended up <laughs> being like artwork and it was Joel's idea to do the grout and all that stuff. He kind of came up it. with us. Yeah. And so that's the a point, great idea. Yeah. Right. I'm like, this is beautiful. You um, know what? It kind of looks like uh, some of the pretend phones that my kids make. <laughs> Yeah, like totally. It does. <laughs> it's about no, it's bigger than my uh, iPhone Pro Max, but oh, okay. you know. Um, anyways, so your life, my point in sharing this is like your life is not ever <clears throat> going to be the same, and that's okay. It can be beautiful in different ways. This is different than my life. Like my life is beautiful now. It was beautiful before. It's beautiful in a different way. And mm. so, part of our job as grievers is to take responsibility towards our healing. You know, the fact that you're listening to the podcast is huge. Um, and then like finding, we have to create our new reality. What do I want to do? I remember being a little bit excited, like, like I would never want to go through this, but then coming months later, like, what do I want to do with my life? I can do anything. My life is like an open book, like not open book this is the wrong word, a uh, blank book. I can write anything in it I want. And that's when I started writing again. That's when I learned to line dance. When I started like doing dances on TikTok, like whatever you want to do, like figure out what your life, what you want your life to look like and go do something new. Go get outside everywhere, every day, like take a walk, like get outside. Like if I'm feeling stuck, even in the anxiety I talked about last week with the headaches and all that, Sometimes I just need to get outside. Like I just need to get out, change my surroundings. You know, I'm all for like relaxing days, watching homework movies, all that. But there's something about getting out in nature, praying, God, lead me. Like, where do you see me fitting in? Bring me the people. And like knowing that you always fit in with God. You will mm. always. That is something God never changes. So he's the same. So if you fit in with them before, which we all do, you're still going to fit in with them now. So I guess that's the answer. Like that's where we can fit in is with yes. God. Like he is our ultimate fitter. <laughs> <laughs> that makes yes. Sense. And I, I love that, um, you know, you're pointing people to hope because we always try to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I want to piggyback on that. This isn't everyone's desire. But we do know that a lot of our listeners are, we know the ages of our listeners. Um, and we do know that a lot of you are young enough that you probably do. Maybe you don't feel it yet, but you probably don't want to be alone for the rest of your life. So mm -hmm. those of you are whom I'm talking to. And if that's not you, then, um, you know, whatever you want to do is fine too. Obviously being single is totally great. Um, but if that is you, I want to give you hope that, I was in a very beautiful, very happy marriage for a long mm -hmm. time. I absolutely adored Lacey. She absolutely adored me. And we just got along really well. And it, my whole life fell apart. And I was in the pits. I was in the gutter. I didn't, I just was lost. I was so lost. And um, I now have met this amazing woman who is just so sweet. And I remember this feeling of who's ever going to love me like that again. 
who's ever going to love my kids again? Who's going to truly love my kids, you know, and all these feelings when at first you're just so like spiraling and, Mm -hmm. um, but with God, there's always a way. And Tina is great with my kids. Mm -hmm. Like they absolutely adore her. She adores them. Um, and she's so good to me. And, you know, I, I'm like to think I'm pretty good to her. And, um, I, I, I can say that with confidence. I'm very good to her. And, um, we just, you know, I've found happiness again. And Mm -hmm. so I want people to know that it is out there when the time is right for you. Um, God can bring that person into your life and you can find happiness again. So yes, it is different. It is very different, but like you said, it's still beautiful. And there's something beautiful about it too. So, you know, God will write your story, but for Tina and I, our story is like, we both know this pain. She's also a widow. Yeah. She has a terribly difficult story and, mm-hmm. um, it was just such tragedy and we were both what each other needed and, um, and at the right time and all that stuff, you know? And so, yes, God is our ultimate comforter and as our ultimate source of not being feeling left out, but we all want to feel a belonging this side of heaven. Right. Yeah. And so you might find that with friends. You might find that with a new hobby, yeah. but like Michelle said, like, what do you want your life to be? Like, look at your life. What do you want it to be? What's something that you've always wanted to do that you've never done? Yeah. Well, now maybe you can do that thing. So if you've always loved photography, maybe it's not going to be a career for you, but go buy a camera, like treat yourself, treat yourself. Treat you know, yourself. Yep. <laughs> treat yourself. Love it. Get yourself a new Nikon or Nikon or I don't know, some good camera. Oh, I don't know camera. cameras. I think it's um, I think Nikon. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Some good camera and uh, go start, go in nature, go take photos while you're praying and like, go find something that makes you happy and chase that chase down the thing that makes you happy. Maybe learn, you know, what didn't you like about yourself in your old marriage? Maybe you didn't find enough time to do things for yourself, or maybe you never, maybe you wished you had more interest in eating healthy. Well, like pick up that habit, like learn about it. Maybe you want to cook. Maybe that's something that you didn't like that you didn't cook enough for your husband or something, whatever. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up, but like, so go take cooking classes, like Mm -hmm. do something adventurous, do something that is outside of yourself. um, What you know yourself to be and make a new version of yourself. Um, you know, if you've never seen the beach before, go take a trip, like book a trip, just do it, like do it. And, uh, you know, obviously there's scheduling and financial conflicts and things like that, but like make it a goal and, and figure out ways to get to that goal. And, uh, you know, whether it's saving a dollar a day or whatever it takes, and maybe it Mm -hmm. takes you a couple of years to take that trip, but like, that's your goal. In the next two years, I'm going to see the Pacific Ocean or whatever. You know, I want to go on a cruise. Um, But anyways, so. Hi, Bentley. 
<laughs> he says hi. It's crazy because he's like, there's a door, and he's like way out there that you can hear him, but he's pretty loud. Yeah, yeah, not like my little dogs. They're little. <laughs> they sound like they're yapping. Yappers. Um. So, anyways, no, yeah. Just advice. to wrap that up, yeah. Just okay. you know, find a new version of yourself. Yeah, and it's like life is precious. We know that. Like Joel says, that's one of his favorite things he likes about me. That I like. Carpe diem, seize the day. Like life is part of the way that I view life because of what I've been through. And we've all that are listening have been through this. And so it's like, we know how precious life, especially, I mean, all people, but I think that if your spouse died suddenly out of nowhere, I think you think that even more like how precious life is because you have no yes. clue, you know? And so just really um, taking the time to enjoy every day and like, I am here today. What God, what do you want for me? What do you want for my future? Lead me, guide me, show me I'm alive. Whose life do you want me to touch? Like who, you know, and you may not be in a place where you can do a lot to help other people, but just showing up, people are watching you, you know, just showing up and, and getting up another day and getting out of bed and going outside. And like, it's going to get better with these taking healing steps. Like you're not going to be in this place like i just reached out to unfortunately like there's always new widows i <coughs> uh, yeah. just reached out to another local widow new widow and i'm gonna go see her on monday and i told her it's not gonna feel like this forever with the right healing steps like i promise like that's all i wanted to know in the beginning i don't want to stay stuck in that like that was the worst time of my life the first year <laughs> like mm. you know and just that that feeling and I know a lot of you listening are in that place and as long as you don't stay stuck and you are taking steps towards your healing it's not gonna feel like this forever yeah and that's yeah. all I wanted to know and so I want to tell you listeners it's not gonna feel like this you will feel like you fit in um, life will get better you will see sunshine again you're not gonna cry every day for the rest of your life like hmm. there's going to be healing that happens in your heart as you let go of the pain and all the things so that it's, it's kind of like, I feel like it's like laying a gift, like not a gift. Okay. Laying everything at Jesus's feet. Like here's my, not a gift, a broken heart. And he's going to replace it. Here's my old life. Like, what do I do? My old life is in shambles. I don't fit in anywhere. He's going to hand you pieces of your old life. Just like the thing I just showed you pieces of your old life, pieces of your new life and say, here it is like, go make mm. something beautiful. He's giving you the yes. pieces. And so I feel like I really just want you guys to know that like it will be beautiful again. It may, yes. it will look different. It will never be, you know, people have asked, like we asked, I think we did this on our live episode. Like, when does it go back to normal? What well, doesn't like, but it's a new normal and it can be just as beautiful. I mean, we both are evidence of that in our new relationships. Like, we still love our late spouses, but we have these amazing relationships. And it's just like, God is so amazing when you actually stop and think about how broken our hearts were and that he was able to heal them and then also bring someone so that we, I did a little heart with my hands <laughs> so that we can love again. Like when I stop and think about it, like I've been married again for eight months and when I just stop and think of like the miracle that had to happen in my heart. And just the miracle of everything of Joel and I coming together that had to happen. It just blows me away with like the way that God did that. And just, I'm yeah. so thankful. I'm so thankful to not be a baby widow anymore. And a if you widow, are widow. a 
I'm a widow widow. If you are a widow widow, you're not going to stay there forever. You're going to grow up. You're going to grow yes. up. Yes. <laughs> it's a good thing. And it's not going to be so hard anymore. Anyways, I get really passionate about this because I remember how horrible it felt. And I don't want that for anyone. And if they're in that place, like my new widow friend I'm about to go see, it's going to get better. Like it's not going to stay there forever because God is amazing. Yes. I think that's the difference too of people that recover and those that don't like God is a huge part of that. Like, are you leaning into God? Because really, like I believe in what I teach the grief recovery method, but I, I always tell people this is a tool. God is the real healer. Like, mm, like that's boom. what I believe. Boom. Drop the mic. Um, <laughs> that I, Oh, side note, my mic is really sturdy now because Joel's putting on my old stand. So it's closer and it and it doesn't fall and i i think i sound better like it's not as quiet anyways that was a side note nice <laughs> okay anything else i've just been rambling. yes yes Get, so a chance to talk it's a very important i'm, I'm circling way back here mm -hmm. so we all need to become like lieutenant dan and get new legs <laughs> what <laughs> That doesn't even make sense. It does. Have you seen the movie? Yes, I have. So he's a lieutenant. He gets, you know, some bad things happen to him in Vietnam. Yes. And he goes on this really dark path. I remember. And he prays mm -hmm. to God. Oh, yeah. And then the next time Forrest sees him, he's super successful. He got remarried. That's right. Mm -hmm. And he's got new legs. <laughs> yes. Titanium alloy is what they use on the space shuttle. Sorry, I've seen that movie like a hundred times. Yeah. So no, I, yes, I obviously um, am joking, but it's just that, you know, we all do go through this really dark season of life yeah. and we need to lean on God and you will come out the other side. And it's hard because a lot of you, as you hear this in the beginning or, you know, mid, whatever you want to call it. There's, I know, I can feel it. There's this huge feeling of, I don't want a new normal. Mm -hmm. You want your oh, old yeah, normal. True. And I totally understand. I felt that same way. Um, but the reality is we can't have our old normal. Right. And it's sad. But you have to learn to accept that. Because you don't have another option. You only have the option to accept it and find a new normal or not accept it and be stuck in grief. True. It doesn't mean that you are letting go. You are holding on to those memories. You are treasuring those memories of what was. You do not have to let go. You never, ever, ever have to let go. But you do have to accept that that life is unfortunately over mm -hmm. that is the hardest thing is to accept that it's your reality True. once you do that like michelle said you accept that it's your reality you can then find a way to move forward and you can build a different new even possibly better version of yourself and you can find a new normal that i promise you even though it doesn't feel like it right now you can and will be very, very happy with your new normal, even though mm -hmm. you don't feel like it right now. So I'm only saying that because I know a lot of the people that are listening are new. Yeah. And I know how you feel. Michelle knows how you feel. 
we were there. We're just yeah. not there anymore because it's been years for us. So I just wanted to uh, encourage you all in that. That's good. I like Word. it. I think I think we're we're done on the topic. Mic drop. Word up. Do you want to pray us out? Yep, I do. Okay. Lord, thank you so much for um, constantly giving us the words to say to somehow get through another episode. <laughs> we run out of topics and material, but yet you still bless us with words to say. And we are very, very grateful that you've entrusted us with this ministry. We pray for all of those listening, Lord, that they would feel like they fit in, that they would remember to lean on you and that we always fit in with you. Uh, we pray, Father, for us to have some perspective, some heavenly perspective that we know that in in heaven's time, that in a blink of an eye, we will all be in eternity with you and our loved ones forever. And um, oh gosh, I just long for that day. I long for that day to be with you and for all of this to be behind us. But until that time, Lord, I pray for you to give us strength and courage and wisdom to face every challenge and that we would honor you through these dark times and that people would um, be pointed towards you through us, all of us, um, you know, in this community and uh, ask all of these things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, <coughs> if you liked this episode, give us a little bing, 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 bing. That's probably more than five, five stars. And seriously, take a moment to write something positive <laughs> on our reviews. If, if you think we're good, whatever, you know, uh, it helps us find the pinned post at the top that says, welcome and introduce yourself. That's a great way to meet other people and find other people that you fit in with. Um, you can also find us Instagram, all the places and what else am I forgetting? If you want to be a guest, there's a little form to fill out. You were going to interrupt me. Nothing. Yeah. No, no. I was just going to tell you the email. Oh, you know the email. Go ahead. What's the email? No, no, no. You're oh, you want wrong. me to say it. You you said it and it. you're like stalled. Yeah. Oh, widow. Yes. Email us. Widow too soon at widowgoals.org. We'd love to hear from you. Just like this, uh, this person, we'll eventually get back to you, whether that's in an email or um, on an episode, we will definitely get back to you. So Thanks again for listening and um, uh, we'll see you next time. And, and, and what did else? You stop? What am I... <laughs> no, no, no. One more thing. I was just going to have okay. one more thing. If you'd like us to answer any of your questions yeah. on air, you can send us an email and we yes. would love to answer your questions on air. That's perfect. That's good. Boom. Gives us more topics. That's awesome. Yes. How did you know? I mean, after 102 episodes, it is amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think we're going to have a, a guest really soon. So um, we'll keep having guests. So we need more people to apply to. <laughs> yes. So anyways, be our all guest, right, be, our, be guest. our guest, put our podcast to the test. Nice. <laughs> that was good. It's service. Put in to your test. headphones and your mic and let us let do us the rest. The rest. Oh, we have mics. We have, you know how they're cameras. like, we have the cameras. <laughs> we have listeners. We're going to make a whole episode on that sometime. We're going to, I mean, we're going to make a whole song. Yes. That's good for now. Okay. See you all next time. <laughs> God Talk bless you. you. Bye.